Welcome to Conversations Beyond the Veil. I'm your host, Sayo Nickerson. We hope that you will join Brandon, Victoria, and I as we aim to make sense of the past, age-old mysteries, and historical figures through mediumship, where we chat with beings or spirits on the other side who have a story to tell. If you are curious about history and our world and always wish that you could talk to someone from the past, then this podcast is probably going to be quite interesting for you. Prepare to be fascinated and intrigued. We certainly are. We never know where it's going to go, and we hope that you will come along for the ride. Welcome to this week's episode of Conversations Beyond the Veil. I I was so excited to do this episode because, well, Brandon, you told me about this documentary uh, on Gaia, and then I started watching... Oh, no, we started watching it together. We watched 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 one, but you'd seen it already. And then I watched the rest, and I was mesmerized by these mummies that they found in Nazca, Peru, not that long ago, and they've done all these tests. I'll let Brandon talk about that. And so I really wanted to see what Victoria would come up with, with no information. You'll find out why it's actually quite difficult to do that because we talk a lot about um, just kind of the process of how she works in this episode. I'll just let you talk about what we are asking her. And she has no knowledge, which means we can't say anything at the beginning, so we will give you all the information yeah. now. So the Nazca mummies, they found them. When did they find them? Like a few years ago. It was like I think in 2018, yeah. So the Gaia, Gaia station, the Gaia channel, um, got some word that, okay, they found these weird-looking mummies down in Peru. And they are weird-looking. They're, they're not human. You can just look them up on Gaia or on Google. Google and type in Nazca mummies and you'll see what they look like. Um, they're very unique-looking. And during this documentary, they had to kind of do it undercover. And so... Uh, they couldn't let any governments know. Um, eventually, they did ask the governments to help out, but they they refused. Uh, but they needed to get the information on video before they could uh, really tell anybody about it. And it was undercover for quite a long time. So in the documentary, it shows that they went to three different places to get DNA samples to see how close to human they are. Are they human or perhaps... Something else. Yeah, something else. So they got DNA samples in Colorado, DNA samples in um, Canada, Russia. and DNA samples in Russia. They all came back that they were not human. They were not of the human um, race. But they are 27%. We share 27%, 27% of the DNA. DNA. Yeah. But um, we share 99.7% of the DNA with chimpanzees. Yeah. So these things are far removed from humans, even though they're very humanoid in appearance. But we are closer to a pig than we are to these. Yeah. We're probably closer to an earthworm than probably we are to are. those. Yeah. Because we all developed here on Earth, whereas it doesn't seem like those other beings were developed yeah. on Earth. So we asked Victoria these questions and we did not tell her really anything about about it. So it's gonna be very interesting. Watch what occurs. This hasn't happened before in our podcast. We're always trying new things. Let us know what you think about this one. The other thing I want to just explain a bit more is that there was two different kinds of mummies that were found. So one of them is quite human looking and is sort of in the traditional fetal position um, that some mummies that they find in high up in the Andes are. But the main difference is that the head looks like a bit more like an alien head because it's bigger. There's no ears. There's only like two little holes. Um, for ears, but they have teeth and they have jaws. 
and a very um, elongated and, skull. And their fingers. They have three fingers that are very long. So that's kind of the main three difference. Three fingers with four joints. Um, or three four joints. joints. Anyways. Yeah. I think it's four joints, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh, okay. Well, no, they're long, no, long fingers. So otherwise, they look quite human if it wasn't for these long fingers and long feet. Even the head could get by as being human. Um, but then there's this other set of mummies that they found that are like really tiny. They're only a couple of feet tall. And... They are super skinny, but they were also walking on two legs, and they have faces just like E.T., tiny little mouths, kind of triangular heads, really elongated skulls in the back, ribs that go around kind of like on a snake, um, not like broken in the middle of the way ours are. Um, yeah, and so these are the two different mummies that they found in Nazca, and yeah, if you go to this show, it's called the Nazca Mummies yeah. on Gaia. And so that's what that's what this episode was um, inspired by. Go and ahead. you'll also find out that um, it's nearly impossible to fake the bone structure. And it's also nearly impossible to fake the venous system that was in these mummies. Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing, too, is that they, they had all everything tested. So they wanted to make sure that it wasn't going to get thrown out as being some kind of hoax. So that's why they called in scientists from different parts of the world. There are some South American scientists, some Mexican scientists, Russians, Americans, a French guy. So there's people from all over the world that they brought in to look at these up close and not damage them, but still take tissue samples, do the x-rays of the skeletons, yeah, see all the nerves and the veins. And it was determined that these are authentic and they could not be replicated. It's just too complex a structure. So that's the background of that. We really hope that you find this interesting, as interesting as we did. Welcome to this week's episode. We're excited because we're going to do something that we haven't done before, which is, and Victoria doesn't know yet, and and, but Brandon and I have talked about what we would like to explore this week to see what comes up. So what we want to do is, well, I don't know what year they were found, but anyways, there's these mummies that were found okay. in Peru near Nazca. And you know the Nazca lines? I've heard of them, but I don't know. Yeah, they're these like huge um, man-made representations of different things. Like I think there's a monkey, there's a hummingbird, but you can only really see them from from the sky. So there's hundreds of them and they they actually are uncovering like hundreds more through satellites, satellite images. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about but the Nazca mummies. Yes. Yeah. The Nazca mummies. And um, so yeah, we just want to know they were found a couple years ago in these caves in Peru and they've been given names by the paleontologists. They gave the mummies names? Yeah. Sort of. Oh. Yeah. The Maria. Oh, yes, and yes, yes, yes. And there's a baby. So they like humanize them by giving them yeah. names. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just thinking maybe that would help you as far as like bringing in the energy. Okay. Nothing more? No. Just that we want to know about the mummies. Hmm. Okay. What do you think? Are you sure? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, as we go, we can talk there's... more, but let's just see what comes in first because then it's like tends to be cleaner. Okay. Let's try and see. Okay. Well, they're featured on a show on the Gaia Network, so if that helps. I don't know what kind of information <laughs> do you need. I haven't watched it, so... Yeah. Okay, so we're just okay. going with I mummies... Won't, I won't tell her anything, I... ...in Peru. Yeah. 
these ones that are in the show. Spirit will know what we're referring to, right? Okay. We'll have to trust that. Yeah. Okay. Right. Mummies in Peru. I'm already asking myself questions like, how many are there? How many male? How many female? But I'm just going to roll with that. So we know there's a woman and a baby so far. It's interesting. I don't even feel like I'm calling anyone in right now. It's more like, let me just tune into the place and the time and get a sense of it as a whole before I speak to an individual. Cool. Very strange because I don't believe this would be in that place, but it's almost like I'm hearing like Gregorian chanting or some kind of religious music. Maybe there's different versions of that for different... Maybe, but it's a sound of if you were like in a church and you can hear people singing and chanting and it feels holy. That's the word that comes to me. Hmm. Okay. So that leads me to believe they're found in a sacred site of some kind. And even if it wasn't known to be a sacred site, that it it was. It doesn't feel like just any old place. It feels like they're placed there specifically for a reason. It feels very ritualistic, which I suppose mummifying someone is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing about it that feels creepy or murderous or anything. It just feels quite like peaceful, like it would have been done in a really meditative way. I actually really like it. <laughs> strange. I know what you mean, because I feel the same way about that, that it was like there was some reverence yeah. around the whole thing. Yes. I don't know why, but... And with the music that I'm hearing, it just feels really soothing and calming. Were they found quite deep? No. No, okay. Well, we don't know. They were found by someone who then claims that oh. they were found in a certain place, but they're not really sure, and, and he had told them that there was like some big um, space, some sacred kind of like, not a cathedral, but but then when they were shown where the mummies were found, it wasn't that place. So there's a lot of questions yeah. around the thought... origins of them because it was like these kind of, they're sort of like bounty hunters. So they go and they, they go around all the plains and then they find things. And sometimes they'll say, hey, archaeologists, look at what I found. And other times they'll say, hey, private buyer, give me a million bucks, you can have this one. Called grave robbers. I suppose. But I mean, at the same time, he does work with archaeologists sometimes, so it's kind of like, you know, it's it's gray. And the origin is not clear as to where exactly they were found. Okay. Because during the documentary we watched, I thought they went to that place that they were told, and they found the material that's around the mummies in there. Yeah, they did. And but they so didn't they, find any mummies, yeah. No. Yeah. But then they also said, but it's not what the guy had said it was going to be. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's not clear, yeah. Okay. So it's a bit suspicious. It's suspicious in today's age. Okay. I don't think that, you know no, what I mean? Yeah, okay. And, and we know they're real, these mummies, because they did DNA samples in several different places across the world. Um, oh, so no one's this, just planted yeah. them there for money. I don't know if somebody planted them there for fake, money, but they're just not saying. fake. Mummies are not, they're real. Okay, let me see. I get a sense that they are real because, I mean, all this situation is real because of the ritualistic and the, the music that I'm hearing. And it, hearing you talking about, you know, a bounty hunter, what's it, grave robber, that kind of energy just made me a little bit angry and disgusted. Like, oh, why are people meddling with these things? Like, this is so sacred. And the fact that people would take advantage of that for money or status or whatever it would be, mm-hmm. I, it does not sit well with me. 
which makes me even more want to keep this as pure as possible and really focus on that and not what may have happened after and more recently. What else can you tell me about this site? It's very interesting. I'm, I'm, it's almost like it doesn't match. I've never been to Peru or South America for that matter, but it's almost something very European about it because of what I'm feeling like religion-wise. Like I've, I see a man who I would describe as like a priest or a reverend or somebody like leading a sermon. Um, maybe it's just because that's a reference I know to religion. So that's how I can relate to this. But I'm getting a sense of someone here who's leading the ceremony of the mummification, all these people that have passed. Is it a special ceremony for any particular reason or is this the kind of ceremony they did every time someone died? I'd say there's something about it that feels special. Why would that be? I think there's something sad about the situation. There's like a reason all these people are together. Something happened to a group of people. Okay, let's connect with one of the people now. So you said there's a woman named Maria. Well, they've named Maria. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm seeing a woman with dark hair. It's interesting, I'm feeling pain in my body. In my back, there's a sense of like feeling frozen, perhaps because they're mummified. Maybe that's what she's showing me. Okay, we know this. What happened to you? Why are you here? You've chosen to be here. Strange, I also kind of keep hearing the word like sacrifice. And I, I don't want to go down that road because I don't want it to be a sacrifice. Okay, I feel like someone asked me something. Where is she from? I'm hearing not this time. Time travel? <laughs> was she born in the general area that she was found? I don't know that she was. Where were you born? It's interesting, I feel a reluctance. I don't think it's from me. It doesn't feel like there's much coming through. I don't feel a strong connection. Hmm. It feels easier to tune into the place than it does the people that were there. Because I think, because we've not given her nothing. I think that's why. Because she's got she's to tune in to... Because there's going to be several Marias there. There's yeah. going to be several spirits that want to come through. But we want specific, and this is so different, that I think we need to tell her something. What do you think? It is easier to make a connection. Like if somebody says to me, I wanted to connect to a person with this name, or like my grandmother, my father, I'm like, okay. Because then I can create like an emotional connection. Yeah. Yes, and the further back in time. So, because I think they were mummified, what, 1200, 1200 AD? So, about a thousand years ago. Um, there was less, different like 800 ones. 800 years yeah, ago. It was, but I think it was that general time because yeah. they were, the mummies were carbon dated to within a few years of each other, the, the woman and the baby, baby girl. So, that if that helps at all, giving a timeline. And then, yeah, it's just kind of trying to figure out, like, what was going on in this area at that time? I don't think they've ever found mummies that have been preserved in this fashion because they were covered in diatomaceous earth. Yeah, diatomaceous earth. And it was almost like it was sprayed on them. And it was very effective. And, well, I keep wanting to say something because I think she needs to tune into the actual because each race has different energies. Um, each, I don't even want to, I'm going with you right, right now. I'm just like trying to be quiet about it, but I don't think that's fair because I think trust she, she needs to, um, you need to find that the energy that this is, that, that this group is. And it's, it's very difficult if I'm not even kind of paving you even the slightest way, because 
you're going to pick on some pick up on something completely different, I think. Okay. So can I tell her what it's about? Sure. Nazca mummies. Mm-hmm. So Nazca Nazca mummies aren't human. Mm-hmm. So they've done DNA samples. One Nazca mummy is, I think, about four or five feet tall. It's got three long fingers. It has four metatarsals, so it's really long fingers. And they're like this, but they're really long. And same with the feet. And completely different face. Very elongated skull. No ears, just yeah, holes. No ears, holes, ears. and very alien looking. And it doesn't match DNA. But very human-looking, human too. Yeah, yeah. Because they have arms and legs it's and a spine and a head. A and... bipedal human, bipedal being. And it doesn't it doesn't match human DNA, but in Colorado, they did DNA samplings on it. And in Russia, and I believe another place. In Canada. Oh, Canada. They all came back with DNA that's not human. and But that's one mummy. But there's a group of smaller mummies that also are alien-looking. And they also have different DNA, but they are different than one of them, the the, the main one that they okay. found. There's two separate groups of mummies that were yeah. found. One were these like tiny little beings that also walked on two legs, but that looked like ET, but they that more like reptilian. Mm-hmm. And then there is these ones that are kind of like humans, except for these really long fingers and a different head. But they're full. Like they had bone specialists look it over, and they're like, you can't fake this. Mm. And they had, they took tissue samples, they had the DNA analyzed, and I think like humans are, what we share, 99 point something percent DNA with chimpanzees that we share, mm-hmm. and with that being Maria, we share 24.7 percent of DNA. Wow. And there's veinage system through it, there's, the ribs are, are I believe the ribs are even different. And then they, they found these, and they don't, they're not sure exactly where the guy found them from. And then also on the rock carvings in the area, they have these three-fingered carvings. Yeah, they have three-fingered carvings throughout, or three-fingered carvings, um, beings with three fingers, three toes, uh, not carvings, but also paintings, um, engravings, and also, uh, what do you call it? Sculptures. Sculptures, um, like wooden sculptures. And they look more like the E.T. creatures, but the one that's really cool is that four to five foot one, the one they call Maria. But these, these smaller creatures also had um, eggs in them. One of them was pregnant and yeah. had three eggs. And they could see through the skin a fetus inside it. That's crazy. No. I love it. So where did okay. they come from? That's what we wanted. to know. Okay, well, interesting that I said not, not this time. Not this time, yeah. And I wonder if they are actually carbon dated correctly because, I mean, that's like, I don't know. It seems like they'd be way farther back. But I yeah, that's no very idea. recent. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Did anything come through to you during all of that? I feel like I have more to work with now because I'm like trying to envision like a human and like trying to call in a human. You're not, it's not a human. And if I'm calling in a different race, then I feel like it's a whole different, if they're not maybe, maybe a whole different level to reach. Okay. What's going to happen? It's interesting because the person I was feeling coming through is like the, the priest or the person leading the ceremony. I was imagining him as human, and I don't know if I have that wrong just because I was putting an image there, or actually does feel like... Humans are around back then. Yeah. So, does, is there anything he wants to share? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It did feel a bit like with the chanting, and it's almost like I'm seeing sprinkling water and doing some kind of ceremony. It intrigues me that they mummified and didn't burn them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why? 
Do they usually burn those beans? Because it feels like something of a cleansing or a purification. And I'm wondering, why wouldn't you, why didn't you burn them? There's like a reason. Why did they want to preserve them? Mm. Feels a bit haunted. I'm hearing like last of their kind. Oh, okay. Why did you mummify them? Because I don't believe that these races would have done that to themselves. It feels like a human... Human tradition? Yeah, to mummify and be more ritualistic about it. It doesn't feel like another one of these beings would have done it to one of theirs. What was their relationship with these races? Well, I said the word sacrifice, didn't I? The, the guy that's coming through is leading this ceremony. I'm feeling like sacrifice, more like exorcism. It's, it's like, this is why it felt kind of European to me, because it's like almost Catholic beliefs around other beings. Did they think they were demons? That's the word. That's the chanting. It's like trying to get rid of something. Okay, but were they? That's what. Because my immediate reaction when you were talking about it was like, ooh, it makes me shudder a bit. But is that just because it's uncomfortable? Then I think of like lizard people and um, reptilians. They were tiny. They just happen to have reptile like skin. They look like no bad. <laughs> okay. Tiny little mouths. So they they didn't have teeth in their jaws, the little ones. That they would have had to like either eat some other way or like take in liquid food or something. They didn't have a jaw. Okay. Whereas the other one had teeth like we do. Mm-hmm. I don't get the sense that there were a lot of them here at any point in time. When you're talking about like exorcism or sacrifice, was it kind of like the human saying, we want to get rid of all of these? Yes. There's only a few left. It's the last ones. Let's just track them down. get rid of them. That's why I was sensing, like, were they found, I was thinking were they found, like, deep in the ground, because there's this feeling of, like, living underground and being in a cave or something, like, hiding. Who? The other, the people who died. Mm. And then being found. Yeah. Because that's where they found them, they found them in caves. Oh, okay. It was a ground-level cave. The one that they well, the, showed. Yeah, the one that they show was more, they had to climb a little bit up a bunch of rocky... But remember, they, the guy who found them, but we never meet him in the documentary, and he every now and then sends word, he said that there were many, many, many of them. Yes. And that's why he was like, okay, here you can have one and look at it. But apparently there's many of them. There's a lot, yeah. And he wouldn't tell them where they were. Yeah. No, but didn't they also find that he was selling them to people? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what they were worried about. Yeah. Weird. You're worth a lot of money. Here's your own alien. <laughs> have it in your if living room. alien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right, they're not from this time. I don't necessarily feel like they originated here. Like they may have reproduced while they were here, but I don't feel like they're from here. And when you say they're not from a different time, or they're from a different time, what do you mean? From like different dimension. How did they get here? And when? Spaceship. One of those UFO crash. <laughs> well, it's it's how I imagine and feel that. I, I feel that these races still exist. They're just not on Earth anymore. It feels like they're from another dimension or another planet, and some chose to come here. For whatever reason, hopefully we'll find that out. Do you think it was by choice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it kind of is bringing me back to now and the present, where there's more stuff about UFOs and things coming out. I, it just feels like there's been a huge gap in time that other beings haven't come here. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I'm not convinced that there exists any other races 
on yeah. Earth at this time. It's like there's a reason there's been a gap. And I think what happened here in Peru, it's like these other races realizing how, I want to use the word evil, human beings can be. Evil, some of the word. Fearful. Yes, and like vicious or. It's kind of like a, this is just what we do. Yeah. When we're scared or we don't understand something. Yeah, and it scared people, it scared races away. Like, we're going to go there and we're going to be murdered. And I'm wondering if these other races, their intentions were... What were they? Okay. Let's see why... So they're two separate races as well. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then how we, in previous episodes, like with Go Back to the Tepe, we had giants, and there's been all different kinds at different times, and then they're all gone. And we did that. Our race did that. And now it feels like, like I said, there's more conversations about you know different planets and dimensions and other beings out there. I don't want to scare anyone because I know people are scared of these kinds of things. But I've felt it before. It's almost like I've had dreams about it too. About what? About like interdimensional wars. I had a dream once where I was like in a high school, like at a dance, and there were loads of people there, and then different races started popping out of people. Like they were undercover, yeah, and then it was like a huge war. It's like the wars on on planet Earth aren't actually the threat; there are way bigger ones. And I feel like we're moving towards that now. Which I've wondered if it's just the government trying to scare us into submission so they can control us. Because if there's an external threat, then well, then they unite us and they can do what they want to control us in any way. Or it's actually something that they know is true. Because I feel like it's happened before. That the world was united against a perceived threat? That there were other races and it was like a right. a battle between them. Not a modern day battle, but um, you know, not the same. Yeah. Well, wasn't it you, Brandon, that had said before that the next thing that the governments, they're going to release all this information about the aliens and then they're going to make it sound like the aliens are hostile and then they can control the world to have again be unified and like hey we can save you so you have to listen to what we're going to do because of this scary thing like it's not covid now now it's the aliens yeah so i'll I'll, this is from the near-death experience group i used to host and and some near-death experiencers especially mainly one the one told me that before humanity shifts there's gonna be a huge humanity human shift human consciousness consciousness shift there's a patriarchal energy that does not want us to do that. They want to keep us enslaved in commerce, in um, religion, things like that. Government, the money system, all these systems. And what's one thing that I was told they were going to do, not I mean, from the near-death experience group and the near-death experiencers, but they were told they're go- these patriarchal energies are going to throw tons of stuff at us towards our con- before our consciousness shifts. And the one of the last things they're going to throw at us is an ET invasion. It sounds ridiculous, and I know it sounds super science fiction, but apparently they're going to use... I, I don't even really want to say this. It just sounds so weird. Um, they're going to use holo, holograms or holographic mm. um, uh, images in the sky, <laughs> and they're going to use real weapons to create cataclysms. Not cataclysms. Um, uh, Catastrophe? Yeah. Like we're being attacked. Like we're being attacked. And I'm not saying laser weapons or anything like that, because I don't know what kind of weapons. It might just be gunfire or, or bombs or whatever. But there's literally going to be holographic images in the sky that look 
absolutely real, like UFOs. And they can do that now. I mean, you can go to YouTube and you can see an entire Star Wars holographic, not movie, but it's kind of like a movie that it did above the stadium. It was looked so real. It was unbelievable. Hmm. I mean, China was doing these things where they're, they're projecting, and you can look at that on YouTube too, um, projecting sky cities, actual cities in the sky that look real. I mean, it's just more for fun. Yeah. But it was, it was really cool. And so that's one thing that I was told that they would do and that it's not going to work, but it's going to be another another thing, thing like another huge way to bring a huge amount of fear into society. But also I was told nothing's set in stone. Mm. So this probably won't happen because more because what surprised the heck out of me in 2020, one of our friends here said, told me just this. And I'm like, okay, I heard this in the 90s. How do you know this? I thought I was like one of the few people who knew this was going to come. And he goes, oh, no, there's a documentary on it, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I watched it, and it was like, oh, it was a Dr. Stephen Greer one. And he was called the something of the fifth kind. Close Encounters. Close Encounters of the fifth kind. And I was like, no way. But that's one thing I was told. Another We thing, watched that together. Oh, yeah, yes, one, yes, right? yes, 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 we yes. Yeah, and he said that, that they're going to, he said yeah. nobody has ever so been harmed, like a year harmed ago, right? yeah. with speaking with aliens or like communicating with them because you can, I guess, telepathically by doing like a deep meditation group, you can sort of communicate and they'll come and flash their lights and stuff at you. But he said that the government will try to, or I'm not sure who, if it's the government, but they'll try to spin it to be a threat. But yeah. he keeps saying no human has ever been harmed by an extraterrestrial. And one of the things that the near-death experiencers said was, we've lived amongst them. They used to be here a lot. They used to land here a lot and trade and do all that stuff. Plus, there's a lot of them have to change their density in order to speak with us. So a lot of them are in fifth dimension, sixth dimension, seventh dimension, but we can't kill. We couldn't kill them, even if we wanted to. So, But then there's the three-dimensional ones, like the grays and um, the unevolved graves and the very evolved graves. The unevolved graves are the smaller ones, and the taller ones are the evolved ones. And um, the unevolved ones... Is that who we're talking about here? I don't think those are graves, no. The ones oh. that we saw, definitely not graves. No, okay, I don't not. know what graves are. Do you? I've had the time, but... I okay, I can show you what graves look like. Those those aren't graves. But anyway, I'll, I'll stop talking and then... Okay, we'll no, this is, this is very interesting. I think it's a really important conversation. Yeah, just hearing you both speak there, I was like, oh... It is, everything is just um, what we've been taught, like that ETs are dangerous and something to fear, but I don't feel any maliciousness from these beings that we're the, the, These particular ones? Yeah. And it like highlighted to me, actually, mm -hmm. we're the worst. I think human beings are some of the, the darkest energy that actually exists out there. Um, and, you know, all have light and shadow, but there's just so much fear here. And I don't believe on other planets and other dimensions they have this level of, of fear and, and darkness. Interesting. And I feel like we used to, human beings way back, used to be way lighter and more peaceful. Like when we've done stuff and, you know, we're looking up at the astrology and the stars and just living in tune with everything. At some point, it's just things have just shifted and shifted and shifted and got worse and worse and worse. And it's almost like our, you'd say we're better now because we're not as barbaric. And like vicious and killing people and war has changed but it's also become way more dangerous it might not be bloody and on the ground so much but 
the power in which governments and um, bodies have here is even worse now. The psychological impact that they can yeah. have on people and there's other ways yeah. to destroy someone and countries and And it's way groups. sneakier now. So I feel like we are progressively getting worse in a sense, but there are also so many people waking up now and seeing that. And it feels like way back there were other races and beings on this planet with us, but we just never, we didn't accept them. We didn't grow together. We didn't blend. We didn't, yeah, we didn't accept them. So now they've all kind of gone. And that's why I don't feel like there's anyone here now. It's like maybe they come undercover sometimes, like beings from these higher dimensions that can blend in with us. Check it out. Yeah, just to see what's going on. They probably um, turn around pretty quick these days. Yeah. <laughs> well, we come from is way better. But I do feel like there will, will there will be a point where there's an attempt to merge again. Hmm. So I want to know about these ones. Like how how long were they on Earth for? How far back before this? You know, twelve hundred eighty date. I don't think the little ones are carbon dated to a specific for date. For some reason, I don't know why I keep thinking four hundred BC. I don't Maybe know. they didn't say that in there, but for some reason I was thinking. It was a lot more recent. I was thinking like that was not that long ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. So I was just wondering how long were they here? A hundred years? Were they here five hundred years? Were they here twenty years? Mm -hmm. Thousand years? I do get the sense that it wasn't a really short period of time. It's like they had enough time to like repopulate and grow and explore the earth a bit. I don't feel like they got that far, but they were able to live in the open. And then something shifted, and it's like, I think so many of them got cold. Got cold or cold? Cold. Ah, oh, yeah. By vigilante groups of human hunting them down. Yeah. So that's why I feel like they're found in caves, because they were hiding in caves. Mm. And especially back then, with Catholicism running rampant through South America, Yeah. they would definitely probably be thought of as demons. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't even. arrive. I mean, the the Catholics didn't arrive in South America until so the fifteen hundreds. Yeah, what am I mm. thinking? Yeah, but I mean, there were cultures there before but for Aztecs, sure Incas, that were very yeah. religious and very but strongly religious. So who knows what they're? I'm wondering are. if some of them actually, like, let's say the Incas, because I, I need to look this up. But I'm wondering if the Incas actually celebrated these beings because they painted them and put them on on stones and things like that. And the Aztecs, which were more tribalistic sacrificing group i'm wondering if they could have been in these paintings and stuff were they depicted in a positive way or were they like painted as demonic creatures mm, they're just painted as three fingers yeah part yeah, of society yeah part of it was just like people just thought oh this is an art form they just start doing them with three fingers because that's how people three drew things okay before but they don't but then, they're actually real yeah that's funny so think, people saw these paintings before they found the... Yeah, and didn't really think that it was... Real. Anything. Yeah, specific. That's hilarious. Okay, let's see if we can call in one of these races. I feel like the three-finger people. I want them to have better names. Wawita is the baby. Wawita and Maria. And they are not related. Okay. They don't share, like, she's not the mother and... But I don't, I mean, I don't want them to have names that, like, humans have given them. I want them, like... Well, you oh, have to find out ask, yeah, ask their race names. names. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you want to know the name of the race? Yeah. Okay, that'd be great. 
Well, you don't know it. The only way for us to find out is through you. I don't. I don't. don't. (laughs) I'll just make something up. (laughs) No, you just make something up. (laughs) Okay. I don't actually feel that um, they spoke in our language. Or did they speak? Maybe they were telepathic. Yeah. Okay. Right, let's call in the three finger people. It's so funny, I'm hearing like the ET sound. That's good. Seems like throaty kind of. Oh, ET, bone home. <laughs> well, it's funny how much these things look like ET. They Tiny do. Little That's mouth, the first thing I thought. Big I... triangular heads. I'll show you after. Okay. Okay. Little triangular heads. It's such a, it's such a good documentary. Sorry, I'll have to watch it. Okay, I do feel a sadness a bit as I'm calling them in. I feel, I honestly feel a bit ashamed of us. Being human? Yeah. Like, I want to say, I don't want to hurt you. I want to hear from you. I want to know. I want to hear your story. Because I could feel sadness when the, the mummification was going on. And, like, I don't know. I don't like what that guy was doing to them. It's just sad. Okay, why is it sad? I feel a sense of, like, let you down. I do feel like they could make sounds, though. I don't feel like they formed actual words, like we would understand words, but I feel like they were sounds. Could they communicate with humans? No. Mm. I don't believe so. What comes to me is that it's just like if you think about, you know, now that I'm older and having lived through different times through history, ideas change. And it could just be that, you know, at one point, you know, we accepted, say, we accepted Asian people into Canada and, you know, like, for example, in Vancouver, it's 50 plus percent of it is Asian. Then you see as the world changes and all of a sudden some different people come to power. It's like, we need to get rid of the Asian people or, you know, just like ideologies change. Mm-hmm. And if they were there like a little amount of time, you could see how as things shift, it's like, wait a second, they're taking all our food or like, say, a famine came. Like, why are they getting it? They're not from here. Mm-hmm. And then you can just see this fervor build up. To the point where it's like, let's exterminate them. Mm-hmm. So they were like, we trusted these people. We lived in harmony with them before. They left us alone. And now all of a sudden we're hunted. Yeah. They do like, that to me, I can just see how that humanity would... Humanity does that to humanity. Just progresses yeah. that way. Every time there's hard times, everybody forgets the harmony stuff and turns to blame somebody, whether it's race or gender or geographical location. You know, it's mm-hmm. like something, right? Do you think it was something like that? Yeah, because I don't feel that these races were fighting races. It doesn't feel like they came here with an agenda to do anything other than perhaps explore. Um, And even when they were being killed, I don't think they killed back. Mm. I feel like they just hid instead and it was kind of this like, fuck, how are we going to get out of here now? I can, and, And you're saying that they make sounds, I can almost hear the shriek. It's like a shrill, high pitched sound coming out of them. Like when my cat catches a mouse. Yeah. And they scream. Yeah. No. <laughs> so it's like they had emotion, they knew pain. They were scared. Yeah, that's what I feel. Something else there. There's a sense of that race being scarred because of what happened here. I'm wondering though if, if, you know, on another planet that they originate from, did you send people here with the idea that they'd come back or that they never would? I'm not sure if the people on that planet wonder what happened and that they don't actually know because they never came back. I want to know how did they get here? It is so hard to do this when you just have images implanted in your brain of how like of you Hollywood movies and stuff. Yeah. It's like, well, 
let's expand that, but how you even imagine that they would get here. I don't really want to go into, like, what vehicle did they take. Did they have parachutes? Parachutes? <laughs> Hi, here you go. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Well, okay. I'm thinking of now when people are souls, when, they, you know, you're a soul, and you can manipulate energy to form things, like mm-hmm. physical things. I feel like there's a potential that they're so advanced in that way that they could do that. But it's almost like they could just plant like an egg or two kind of thing. Hmm. And was it meant to like to be a colonizing mission or? Mm-hmm. No, I don't sense. Like, it's more like curiosity, just see what happens on this planet? Yeah. Was there something specific they were checking out? Okay, now I'm thinking of interstellar. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I was hearing finding alternatives. So I feel like Earth wasn't the only place that they went to. So they may have sent different groups of people to different planets, whereas hospitable and where... Yeah. But it was colonizing mission. It's kind of like that. But not in our version of... Because when I hear colonization, I think of murder and death and stealing. like colonizing a new planet, like just, hey, let's build a colony. Yeah. Yeah, but not in the sense of, like, let's take over. Yeah. I don't feel any malicious intention there. But it does feel like when we're talking about, you know, how opinions change over time. I don't know, actually. I don't know if they were ever accepted, really. They were mummified and there wasn't any blunt force trauma or wounds. Mm. So these ones... Yeah, just died and found them. Because on, on when you're saying there's drawings of them and stuff, it kind of reminds me of, like, Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster, where they're, at some point someone probably saw one of them um, and drew it, but it doesn't feel like it would have necessarily been believed that they were there. And then perhaps they just, like, died out naturally and they found them and that's why they mummified them. Yeah. Or if they knew, like, it was, there's only one or two left of these, like, let's preserve them. But then, because at the beginning you said it was more like a... a Ritualistic. Ritualistic in a a non-violent way, almost like a honoring way. And then, but then after it moved to like maybe killing them out and, and hunting them. It felt ritualistic from the people who were doing it, so the humans, because I can hear it in their religious way. And I felt like that was peaceful, but now as I get like a bigger picture, I don't know if I believe that it was peaceful. These two races, are they connected in any way? Did they come together? I'm hearing that we found friends in one another. I can see that. Because they're not of the same race, they're very different. I'm getting the sense that there's other planets and dimensions where races have already connected and in harmony, and so they choose to like do things together. I honestly don't know that this race would come back again here. Is there a reason they went to this particular area? Were they spread out more than were they were they only in this one area? Have any of these bodies been found in Asia anywhere? Not these ones. Not that we know. Yeah. Do any of them want to come through? I feel a distance. I don't feel like a strong... It's just like speaking from a distance. It doesn't really feel like there's much for them to say. I almost feel like I haven't got anywhere with this. It's just such like a distance. It's not easy when there's not something to relate to. That's why I think I find it harder to do the ancient stuff because yeah. it's just so obscure to me. I mean, I think it's been really interesting what you've said today. Yeah, but I don't feel like I have a strong... I mean, it's different connecting to a past human than it is a person in another dimension. It's like yeah, for trying sure. to call in for an archangel or something, yeah. you know? 
Do you know um, the level? Yeah, the Stefano. I don't like Matthias the Stefano. Yeah. Um, so if you've listened to his, he's on the Gaia channel too, mm-hmm. and he's got he's able to access all his past life memories, and mm-hmm. and he also lived in Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlantis. <laughs> Living in Atlanta, Georgia, um, living in Atlantis. And one of the things that he mentions about humanity is there was a point that Homo sapiens, us, lived with three other different races. And that was the Anunnaki. They brought in the money system, the religions and and government and all this stuff, patriarchal stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's the giants of the north and the south and they're the, of the ice. And they um, kept the world's history and archives in the ice and just like water can water and crystal can retain memory and then there were the lizard creatures and the lizard creatures were more like not the small ones but more like maria yeah maria the three-fingered people yeah well they're all three-fingered oh. um the um the yeah the little more, people were two yeah the four four the, i think i think it's five feet tall was it five feet tall? i don't know i think it was five feet tall that this this thing could stand. And he said they were also helpers. I bring that up because he also remembers that, okay, there were lizard creatures living amongst humanity. And he also said there are more in the desert re- regions. And Really? Yeah, and this Peru, yeah, this was area desert. was more desert. But I don't feel they're the same as when we talk about reptilian energies in the government. In the government? <laughs> well, apparently there's a lot of these mummies, but they don't know... Because they haven't been given access, the archaeologists, yeah. to, to where they are exactly. And yeah, the one the one guy was saying he was disappointed because he'd been told that it was like this grand tomb. But then when they went, it was just a crack in the wall with this diatomaceous earth in there. So they figured, yes, it could have come from here because it's the same substance. But they were let down by that. You know, and I guess it's like, what were the, what was the culture like 1,200 or 800 years ago in Peru even, like, we're not super clear on that. That's a pretty, that's a very modern-day human, though, so I feel like they'd be fairly close to how things are now, in a way, which is why I felt like I was feeling the religious aspect of it. So perhaps they did live in harmony, or just didn't really notice Maybe each other there so much. Distant. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a point where it all went wrong, yeah, or it they just surprise died me. out naturally, I mean, Maybe the mission was over. Humans do, they go and um, very fearful humans will go and destroy destroy what they don't un- they don't understand. Yeah, and if they can't communicate, and they definitely don't understand yeah. it. Yeah, there's a, a story from the Native Americans that they used to live amongst the Yeti, the Sasquatch, mm. Bigfoot. The Yeti and the Sasquatch used to, according to I think it's the Hopi tradition, used to have wars against giants, which would be probably the Anunnaki because they're like ten, twelve feet tall. Our history is just full of war. Even the Zulu have wars against these lizard creatures. I mean, I guess it is Incans, right? That were in Peru. There's the Mayans, it's not the Incans, Aztecs and Aztecs. Were more, but the, oh, I Peru! Peru I don't Incans. know. I don't know. I I know Mayans were there. I don't know if Incans. I think Incans and Mayans. Anyways, it's super fascinating. Yeah. And I think yeah. I mean I think what you've said sheds a lot of light on it, or it brings up some really interesting questions. Anyways. Do we want to wrap it up? And I mean, there's not really anyone you're speaking no, to. No, I but... don't feel like anyone strongly was coming through with anything to say. It's more like an exploration of a topic. Yeah, it's just interesting. And... About. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying for you it was kind of weird because you couldn't, felt like you couldn't really connect? Yeah. It wasn't like a normal let's connect to a person. 
Mm. So I would imagine that these creatures would have consciousness as well. Oh, 100%, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 One thing that I was told from these near-death experiences was uh, Earth is a school planet. Yeah. And the school before us was the Yeti and or the Sasquatch, and they lived on this Earth. They apparently still do. And they'll be coming out of the woodwork when it's time for us to evolve a little bit more and help teach us. They'll be one of our teachers. And we lived amongst giants and all these different races and even other like hominids like Neanderthal and, and Cro-Magnon and all that stuff. And one of the things that I was told is that some of the races were asked to leave because it's humans' time here. It's our time for a school here mm. until it's time's up. Um, and it's apparently almost time's up. Mm. Something I could add. Yeah. There's so many theories and... I don't know. I just like these conversations because it opens up possibility. Yeah. And we've had such a narrow mind as humans for so long. We're seeing stuff shifting. Why can't it shift in this direction? Why can't it have been that way before? Why do we think we're the center of the universe yeah. and of all things? And like the most evolved. We've we're ever not even been. the most intelligent beings here. No. <laughs> we're not. Whales and dolphins use more of their brain and have bigger brains. <laughs> and just because they don't have fingers and toes. Yeah. And they probably live a more blissful life the way that they live. Mm. It's interesting because, you know, because we like talking about the Graham Hancock ancient apocalypse series that's on Netflix right now. And so he's like, let's look at the myths. You know, the myths are always talking about this great flood. And it's like, I think we need to put a lot of stock into these myths. And then often he's talking about all these megalithic monuments. He goes, you know, and the myths say that they were built by giants. And this myth says it was built by giants. And this myth... He's like, and then he'll say, but I don't think they're actually built by actual giants. giants I think it's a metaphor. I'm like, you're saying it's, <laughs> you're saying you think that it's literal for the flood. But not Why? literal for the giants. Yeah, yeah, right? Which I thought, I thought that was really interesting. I'm like, and a lot of the flood stories before the flood, giants ruled, not ruled, but well, kind of ruled the earth. They were all over the earth before the floods. Yeah. And then they're gone after the flood. Oh. So. Yeah, so it's super interesting. I think that it's always evolving our understanding of, you know, the world, the past. You know, even like that one show is is expanding people's mm. minds about the fact that there could be civilizations before our own that might have been just as advanced, if not more, than we were, which yeah. before nobody believed. And, yeah. you know, so in 50 years from now, we're going to have a totally different worldview about what our past yeah, was. Yeah, because those that kept or the gatekeepers right now are going to be dying off. And the new archaeologists are going to be coming up. Yeah. And they're going to be coming up with, they're actually going to not worry about the status quo because yeah. they're going to create a new one. But it's also to the extent that we're willing to accept new information. Yeah. I mean, people still think that they found mummies in the pyramids. They never found mummies in the Great Pyramids of Giza. Yeah, well, my friend was just in Egypt and I asked him that. I said, do they actually still think it's a tomb? Goes, oh yeah, yeah. It said like this pyramid was this guy's tomb. This pyramid is that guy's tomb. But I they've don't think there's actually found, anything. They've really never found the money in those pyramids. No, they opened up the queen and king's chamber, and there's nothing there. I mean, there was the sarcophagus, but I mean, the sarcophagus could be used for different spiritual reasons, mm. which I think, which I was told. Yeah, we don't know. But it's conversations like this that help further the yeah. discussion. And then you get a new idea, and then you can go and look to see if there's information that supports that new idea. Mm -hmm. And so all of it's valuable, and so much of it sounds so crazy. And it's funny, like if I think to when I was a kid, 
having these discussions, you're for sure labeled completely crazy. And yet here's evidence that they DNA tested, they did all these scientific tests on these mummies, and they are not human. So what do we make of that? Right? Yeah. We have they, to expand the conversation. And they had to do this documentary under, they, they couldn't let anybody know what was going on. They couldn't even let the people who work on the show know what was going on. Because during the time, I, I used to listen to this radio show called Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie. And it's a really cool radio show. It has Graham Hancock on it. It has people, but it has also people who was on the Gaia channel who are hosts of other. And so like uh, one of the hosts, I forget what show it was uh, on Gaia, was saying that the head of Gaia is down in South Africa or South America. We don't know what he's doing. He won't tell us. He told us it's, it's undercover. They won't let us know. And that's because if the governments get word of this, they could potentially just stop it. Yeah. The government... The, I mean, that's yeah. a whole other topic. Yeah, it's a, you don't yeah. it's ridiculous. And that's what yeah. I mean to the extent that we're willing to accept it. But people are, but the people in charge aren't. Or they accept it, but they won't let anyone know. Mm-hmm. So it's like hands are tied in so many ways. Yeah, and then people will just think, you know, these... The government say no, so everyone else is crazy. Yeah. yeah. We're all crazy, we I guess. The or this document's a lie. This documentary's a look lie. Look at yeah. these ideas. Anyways, thank you all very much. I think thank this you was, for this was um, the most interesting one I've we've had. Really? <laughs> I mean, as in, as in different, weird, yes, and okay. and it's, you know, I, I loved like the Elvis one and the nuclear or the atomic bomb one. This one was just so. Thanks for humoring yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I know you don't like the old stuff, it's not that old. Yeah. Not as, that's, uh, and I do think sometime we should go do the Nazca lines. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we'll take a break from that kind of stuff for a while, I think. We'll see. And, yeah. Maybe every third episode we can do something ancient. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Brandon and I really like it. That's just my favorite. And you're honing your skills. So. <laughs> um, great. Thank you all for listening. Um, we will see you soon. Enjoy. Enjoy.